or no? Do you feel like the Bears are tanking? The players aren't going to play like they're tanking. Every player you put out there is going to play their best. You, you got to. If you want to play in this league, you got to be successful in this league. Hi, you're now listening to the Bear Minimum Podcast with Clay Harbor and Marshall Harris. Over the middle to Harbor, touchdown! We're going to be talking all things Bears all the time. We'll have interviews and commentary from your favorite players and beat writers from the city of Chicago. If you love the Chicago Bears and you love the NFL, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Bear Minimum Podcast. I am Clay Harbor and I am joined by my friend Marshall Harris and We'll be talking all things Bears, all things NFL, and just having some fun talking about our local Chicago Bears and everything around the league. I'm Clay Harbor. I'm a nine-year NFL veteran. I'm a lifelong Chicago Bears fan living right in downtown Chicago, even though right now I am in Denver, Colorado for Thanksgiving. And Marshall Harris will introduce himself here. And this guy's been in the sports industry for a long time. I met Marshall years ago in Philadelphia when he was covering the Eagles, but now he's a Bears guy. So, Marshall, introduce yourself. Tell everybody a little bit about you before we start. I, I just, I just want to say I'm so happy to be, you know, talking with Clay Harbor about something other than the Bachelor. That's that's really why I came on here because I was like, let's get to the to the to the Bear, to the Bear, everything about football. Um, I love talking football with Clay when there is not a camera going, when there is not something being recorded. So the fact that we're doing this, uh, it means a lot to me because we have a chance to just kind of delve into things and bring those discussions that we have offline, online now, and it should be a good time. Uh, I've yeah. been in Chicago for just uh, over a year uh, and a half, and it's, it's, it's been great just seeing the passion of the Bears fans and the frustrations and it's not that unlike any other city you, you live in with an NFL team. There's ups and there's downs. And right now the Bears are really on an up as far as teams with a 3-8 and eight record can be on an up because they <laughs> yeah. feel like they figured things out at the most important position on the field, and that is quarterback. And, and that's where I want to start with you, Clay. Uh, Justin Fields, is he the guy? Is he, are you ready to say Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback and this is who the Bears should be built around for the next decade or so? And I'm sold. I got my tickets. I mean, I'm bought in. I'm ready to go for Justin Fields. And I played with some good quarterbacks. I was on the team with, with Tom Brady. I was on a team with Matt Stafford. I was on a team with Drew Brees. And I'm not saying that he's them yet. I mean, maybe Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford ain't doing much right now. But Fields is the guy. He's the guy Chicago's been waiting for. He can do it all. He's dynamic. He can run. He can throw. I know we've had some discussions over how you feel about him as a quarterback. Can he make the plays down the stretch? Is he a guy that's going to, you know, the fourth quarter, the ball's in your hand. you got to drive down the field. Two minutes left. you got to do it throwing. Is he a guy that can do that? I think he can, and I think that the runs will just add to that. I think he's got an arm, but he's also accurate, and he's also dynamic as far as getting in and out of the pocket. And he's guy going to be able to get out of bounds and stop the clock. People want to throw the ball. Why do you want to throw the ball at the end of the game? If it's incomplete, the clock stops. If it's if it's complete, yeah. you're getting a good game. But that a good game, that's the that's the same reason why Justin Fields is so is so great at what he does, because he's a guy that runs a four four. He's gonna get out of bounds. He's, if he runs, he's not a guy that's gonna be stopped in the middle of the field. So all that being said, I think they found their guy. I think he's I mean, I think they got a steal. He should have been the first pick in the draft, in my opinion, over Trevor Lawrence to, to the my former team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Whoa, hold on, slow down, slow down, slow down. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't know that you've been proven right yet. And here's why. 
because of what you just mentioned about end-of-the-game situations. End-of-game clutch situations, you know, within a score, I think under five minutes to play, uh, he's had chances. In fact, he's had chances the last three weeks leading up to this Jets game, and he's come up empty in every of those chances. I'm not saying it's all on him, but at the end of the day, as you know, the quarterback gets more credit than he deserves for when things go right, and he, he gets more blame than he probably deserves when things go wrong. Right now, things are not going right at the end of game for the Bears. And when you talk about a team who, and they're all in this for the same reason, that's to win a championship. Not to be a good regular season quarterback, obviously to be exciting, but to win. The whole point is to win championships. We live, unfortunately, in a society as a sports fan where all that matters at the end of the day is numbers of Super Bowls won. You can go to the playoffs, you can be okay, but like until you win the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. And I know this, to win the Super Bowl, you have to have a guy who can throw the ball in late situations. And Justin Fields has come up short doing that, 0 for 6 in those situations. I'm not saying it's all on Justin Fields. I'm saying it's the Bears. I'm just saying he has not yet proven that he can come up big Agreed, in end-of-game situations. Okay. His receiving core is, is, is less, less, less than. I'm giving you that. Yeah. His offensive line, not the best. I give you that. But at the end of the day, he's got to make the throws. And maybe he will. He just hasn't done it yet. All right, so let's go over let's go over these games that you're talking about real quick that he he didn't do it. He didn't get it done. Let's go back to Minnesota game. Amir Smith Marset, Justin Fields completes a dime. The guy's running down the field in the last second the last second drive. Amir Smith Marset fumbles, game over. Was that Justin Fields' fault at the end of the game? We can agree that that's no. That's no, it was fumble. not his fault. Out of context. He should have no. gotten out of bounds. He should have gotten out of bounds. Yeah, right? okay, now, now, and, 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 two, and two weeks later, he was off the team. Yeah. Now let's move forward to one more game. We go to the, we go to the Washington Commanders, okay? He hits Mooney in the hands. Mooney can't catch the ball, can't get in the end zone. If he catches the first time, it's a touchdown. Dante Pettis should have caught a ball in the end zone. Interference. Bears lose the game. I argue that he did enough of that game to win the game, and that should have been a win. Okay, if he has a decent receiver on his team, then we go from there to the New England game. Dallas game, you know, wasn't really a close game, but he, had a, he, he played very well. Okay? And then we go to the Dolphins. There were some crazy calls at the end of that game. Justin Fields played well. He had great drives all game long, and I argue again that he did his job. And then from the, from the, um, from the Dolphins, obviously, we moved to the Lions. I mean, come on. I mean, that, that, that game is, is absolutely ridiculous. Cole Komet streaking across the field, catches a knee in the thigh. He goes down. Um, I mean, there, there's some crazy plays. And then the last game against the Falcons, tip ball right through, my, right through Montgomery's hands. So out of context, when you say this, I agree that it sounds like he's not going to jump. Whoa, you said hands. out of context. When you say out of context, I'm just stating things as they happen. You brought up. I said there were contributing factors. It's not just on Justin Fields. I've said that all along. But at the end of the day, Clay, we know this. You got to make it happen. He has yet to make it happen at the end of the game. And I'm not saying he's not going to make it happen. I'm just saying the empirical evidence we have laid before us, it hasn't happened yet. I'm not not doubting it will happen at some point. But until it does happen, I'm not going to give this man more credit then, and he may be very well be the franchise quarterback quarterback of the future. I just need to see that element of his game unlocked. It has to be. 
Got to be yeah. able to throw down the field and, 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 and have quick scoring drives. At the end and of the game, with the game on the line, where everybody knows you're throwing. I think we'll see it, but unfortunately, I, I honestly don't think we will and don't think we should see it this week. And I know that's one of our topics that we're going to cover today. So let's uh, let's just jump right into that, man. Do you think, you know, Justin Fields, we've just talked about, is this guy our Chicago Bears franchise quarterback? Is this guy the guy that's going to lead us to the promised land? So he separates his shoulder last week. It comes out, there's some ligament damage. He separated his non throwing shoulder do you put justin fields Eberflus has said if he's healthy and ready to go he's going to play is this a smoke screen are you willing to put justin fields out on the field with a separated shoulder against a great jets defensive line they've got sauce garner out there they got a solid linebacking crew are you willing to do that uh injure justin fields possibly injure justin fields and risk injuring him long term against the jets in the time you're three and eight and you're playing for absolutely nothing. Yeah, see, this is where we disagree. When you say they're playing for absolutely nothing, I just told you what I need to see from Justin Fields. We have several more games where we're like, let's shut Justin Fields down. Is that what you're suggesting? Because yeah. he has things he needs to improve on. He has things that need to be developed. Um, so I, I'm very much good with him playing if he's healthy enough to play. Now, that in itself is where I'm like, well, how serious is this injury? Because he talks on Wednesday and says, hey, if the game was today, I wouldn't play, but we have four more days. It makes it sound like he believes he can be good enough to go on Sunday against the Jets. He's definitely their best chance at winning the game. Um, I, I think the biggest thing for him right now is how does he feel on a day-to-day basis? He's been limited in practice a couple of days, and now we're going to see uh, if, if he's going to be able to go on Sunday. I mean, that's ultimately his decision, the trainer's decision, the coach's decision, but I like that they postured that it's a possibility. I like knowing it's a possibility because that means a couple of things. He's hurt, but he's not hurt that badly. I think it's concerning when he says he's not just feeling pain on throws, but just handing the ball off, there's pain there. We'll see if that that recedes a little bit, but that, that's a problem. If you, handing the ball off is half the thing that you do. The other half is throwing the ball. If you're in pain the entire time, I don't oh, know that it's wise for him to play that way. No, I agree, man. And, and here's... Here's the, I, I hear your point. I hear what you're saying. You want This guy's got to get better. He's got to keep improving. He's got to keep getting better throwing the ball, keep improving. He's, he's on, a, on a roll here. You want to keep that going. But this guy's your future. There is no way. It would be negligent to, get, to put Justin Fields on that field, no pun intended. He should not step foot on the field. My boy, Trevor Simeon, a good buddy of mine, you should train with him. Great guy. I think he's better than people think. I'm not saying he's Justin Fields. But I think they can still find a win. They can win the game if that's what you really want to do. We're going to talk later about the whole, you know, should they maybe lose a couple of games? Are they, you know, what are we doing here for the, for the draft? But no way Justin Fields to go on that field. You don't risk your future quarterback's health for a three and eight game against the Jets right now when he has a torn, when he has a separated shoulder and a possible torn ligament in his shoulder. And if he even gets through this, if he even gets through this game. He's going to be hurting, and you know, if if he's hurting like that, he might need to go grab a drink at Joy District in River North, who is the sponsor of this podcast right now. Joy District, and um, Joy District is a club, bar, restaurant in River North, Chicago. If you guys ever need anything to eat, 
Anything to drink. You're on Friday night. You know, Marshall, if Marshall's on Friday night and he wants to get out there, Marshall likes to go dancing. If he's going dancing, he likes Joy District. Marshall's never actually been to Joy District. I'm a big Joy District guy, but you guys really should check out our sponsor of today's show, Joy District, downtown Chicago, River North, right on right on Hubbard Street, famous Hubbard Street. But to get back to our point, Justin Fields should not step on that field at all. Give him a week. Maybe even take him to the bye week, and then we'll see. Maybe we'll, we'll re, re talk about this again. But keep Fields off the field, please. This is our future. We're not wasting on a game that we're three and eight. So you would hold him out to the bye week. I just want to make sure I have your stance on this. Absolutely, Sim City baby, Trevor Simeon. It's Sim City time. That's my guy, Trevor Simeon. Let Fields rest. Fields will come back and finish up the season when he's healthy. If he's not healthy, we're not playing for anything. Keep him off the field. As a former football player, would you agree with this? Uh, at this point in the season, no one is quote-unquote healthy. You're either hurt or you're injured. I, I don't know if he's injured or if he's hurt. It sounds like he's, sounds like he's injured, but if you're hurt, you just play through it, correct? That's just the general disposition of an NFL football player. I agree. And Eberflus has a terrible track record on this already. Jalen Johnson, okay? He's, he's, a, he's playing against the Dolphins. Not against the Dolphins. That was, um, against, uh, it was a couple weeks ago. He's on the field and he shouldn't be against the Lions. He's getting torched by practice squad receivers. This guy's giving up big plays to practice. He's, it's basically you out there, Marshall. He's got a guy, you're basically out there catching passes on Jalen Johnson. This guy's hurt. His core being hurt, my core is better than my healthy core. So he's better than me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm letting you know. Don't so, let so, I mean, we'll, we'll see. You can't let the players yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. The, players the, the, gonna the, play. the training staff, the the medical team has to make these decisions. Justin Fields is going to want to play. I'm going to want to play. But if I'm Justin Fields, I'm a tight end, you know, backup tight end. I'm going to have 40 snaps in the game, a lot of blocks. Let me catch a couple passes. But Justin Fields is your franchise quarterback. You can't risk him getting injured. It's To me, it's, it's laughable, and I think it would be negligent to put him out there. And I know, like you said, everybody's banged up at this point in the season. But not everybody has a separated shoulder and is a quarterback and is supposed to be your future quarterback that has been taking way too many hits and you're playing against a good defensive line, a great defensive coach, Robert Sala, who I used to play with in Jacksonville. Love Robert Sala. Great guy. Better coach. He's keeping the receipts. I'm keeping the receipt on this one if they play fields and he gets hurt again. And we're going to revisit. Okay. Okay. We, okay. We'll revisit that. But in the meantime, a couple of quick questions. Just yes or no. Do you feel like the Bears are tanking? You know, there's a there's an argument to be made for that. They tra you trade Robert Quinn, you trade Roquan Smith. I mean, they could possibly be tanking. And the players aren't going to play like they're tanking. Every player you put out there is going to play their best. You, you got to. If you want to play in this league, you got to be successful in this league. But I think the GM let, trading these guys. Let me rephrase the question. Let me, yeah. Is Ryan Pulse tanking? I, yeah. I know Matt Eberflus is not tanking. I know the coaching staff, the players are not tanking. Is Ryan Pulse tanking? Well, you think he is, but then when you bring in a guy like Chase Claypool, that kind of changes your mind a little bit because he did bring in this big-time receiver. I know there's not a lot of free agents next year, but with the moves for Quinn and Roquan, I think that there's an argument that can be made that Ryan Poles is tanking. And then you got the fact they're not they're not even playing Claypool that much. He gave up a second round draft pick. He's not even playing that much. But there's an argument to be made that Poles is tanking. 
Either way, I'm okay with it because obviously you win the games, good. But if you lose the games, hey, you get a higher draft pick. And, I mean, that's that's good for everybody. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you, I, I think Ryan Poles is doing whatever he can for the future, and he's not at all concerned about wins and losses this year. That is not – he's like, we're not winning the Super Bowl this year, so I'm not doing anything this year that's putting us in position to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm looking to build for the future. The, they've got more cap space than, than, than anybody, than some teams combined. Yeah, a lot of season. teams. So I think things are looking – Things are looking up for for him. Uh, I, I wonder if if the, if the season ended today, would Poles be a guy that would, you know, trade for more assets, bring in a maybe a superstar receiver? What what would he do? I mean, they have so many different needs. The Bears yeah. do. I mean, it, we're, we're going to find out about Ryan Poles real quick. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So draft pick draft. It's draft day. You, the season ends today. The Bears got the three pick. What are you doing? Are you trading back? You're trying to get more. There's going to be a lot of teams that need a quarterback. The Bears don't need a quarterback. Teams will give up. You saw what the Bears gave up for a quarterback when they got Justin Fields. Teams will give up a lot to get a quarterback. Could you trade back and get the haul? Do you take the best player available? Or do you maybe make a big draft day trade like the New York Jets did? I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think I think they, they, they need to figure out where they want to allocate those funds because they got so much yeah. money to spend and how they want to divvy that up, what positions they want to focus on. And depending on how high that draft pick is, maybe you do take the best player available uh, if, if he's in their wheelhouse. Uh, and, and when you have as many needs as they do, I feel like it's going to be best player available. But if you can be smart and get a couple of first-round picks, you know, they had to give up their second-round pick, which was basically the, the, the back end of the first round to get Chase Claypool. So I, I, I don't know. To, to, yeah. You know, I don't often come in here and say, I don't know. But when you don't know, you don't know. I need to see how it plays out. And how it plays out will determine what they what they need to get. They're, they're going to need lots of help on defense. Though, yeah, Will Anderson um, from Alabama looks like the real deal. I've seen a couple games from him. Jalen Carter from Georgia. He's seen the defensive tackle. Um, Miles Murphy from Clemson looks legit. And you got the Northwestern kid. I don't even know how to say his last name, but the big offensive tackle everybody's raving about. He hasn't hasn't allowed a sack all year long. And that, that leads me to another point. Are the, is the Bears' offensive line? People in Chicago, man, I tweet something about the pro football focus. I love using pro football fo- focus because they take an analytical approach to football. And it's just a way that you can compare people. They, it's not a conspiracy. They're not doing this to make some person sound. They're just analytically comparing teams, players, whatever. So pro football focus in the last several weeks has moved the Bears' offensive line up from, say, 25th to now they're 14th. They're actually in the top half of the league, the Bears' offensive line. I tweet out yesterday. I say, hey, the Bears' offensive line is improving. I just watched the game tape for the Falcons game. If you watch a TV cop, you think Justin Fields is running for his life all day long. There was, there was, that was play calls and scheme. That wasn't the offensive line. They missed a couple times. And I look at pro football focus. They agree with me. They said the Bears are now a top echelon, top half of the league offensive line. I said I think they're a top 10 offensive line. Chicago fans went Ooh. crazy on me saying, no, you're crazy. Do you think pro football focus has a conspiracy? Do you think there's a conspiracy where, where I'm trying to lie and make this? No. I watched the film. The sacks, two of the sacks that Fields got were on screen passes. 
A couple of hits were on rollouts where there's unblocked defenders. That has nothing to do for the offensive line. It's so easy for people to say, oh, it's the offensive line, it's the offensive line. I think they got some players. Braxton Jones is good. Tevin Jenkins wasn't playing. Tevin Jenkins can play. Michael Schofield didn't have a great game, but he's a solid, he's a solid vet. Riley Reeves is a solid vet. Okay, Sam Musfer's had some ups and downs, but he's still not absolutely terrible since the, the first half of that the season. The first part of the season, he was awful, I'll admit. He's gotten better. Overall, I think this Bears offensive line is better than people think. I want to hear your thoughts about the, the big boys and the trenches on the offensive line. Okay, they, they, they are better than people think, but that's because people have such low expectations for the Bears <laughs> offensive line. When they came in, people were talking, you have experts, coaches, scouts, talking about how bad this offensive line was going to be. Mm-hmm. A couple of things. It doesn't help when a lot of the times early in the season, you could call them covered sex, I guess, but if your receivers aren't getting open and Justin Fields is taking forever to get the ball out because yes. receivers aren't getting open, Thank you. those are all contributing factors to yes. why he's getting sacked. He's not getting rid of the ball. Also, the scheming, it started to move uh, three, four, five weeks into the season where they're now moving the pocket. They're rolling him out more. As you said, a lot of it is scheme, whether it's an unblocked guy that Justin Fields has to make this. Now, to be fair, because of his legs and his athleticism, he has been able to extend plays where plays by a normal quarterback would not have been extended. So it's like a, a catch-22 of sorts. Like, it's taking longer for him to get out, but he is sometimes running for his life. Let's not, let's not ignore that fact. But here's one thing I will say about the PFF and the way that they've, you know, kind of set the Bears going up, up, up. It's a lot easier to go up, up, up when you're doing as much run blocking as they're doing over the course of a game. Who leads the NFL with a bullet in rushing yards? Yeah, yeah, the Chicago with Bears. With a bullet. Yeah. How much easier, Clay, former tight end, to block on a running play versus a passing play, period. It's what, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's easier. It's just a different skill set. I hated pass blocking because I was a tight, I like, I like firing off. And well, you're a tight end. You're a tight end. I get it. They're different skill sets. And it's hard. It is hard for an offensive tackle guy like Braxton Jones. He's, he's top three in the league in gap scheme blocking, but he's, he's lower third in the league in, in pass blocking. So I agree there that it, there is a difference and they are a much better run blocking team, but they're still solid pass blocking team too. They are. It's not, they're not terrible. I still think they're an upper half team. And you tell that to somebody that watches the Chicago bears play, say Justin Fields running for his life. You made a valid point. Justin Fields. Great. He's a different type of quarterback. He will extend these plays, but he, a lot of times he's not getting the ball out on that three step out, five step out, seven step out. Like you got to do for some of these plays. And then these screen passes, these rollouts, a lot of these are unblocked defenders. We'll see this week with Trevor, with uh, Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon's a guy that can get the ball out quick. He's got to. Because he, he runs. I love the guy to death, but he, he's got two left feet. This guy ain't moving nowhere. He ain't running. He ain't running away from nobody. I love Trevor. Trevor Trevor's my guy. He's not, he's not running away from nobody. But he is so, very smart, Northwestern graduate. He's going to get the ball out quick because he knows he has to. I think there's going to be a big game from Chase Claypool, big game from Darnell Mooney, and a big game for Cole Komet. I think I think Trevor if Trevor Simeon plays, he's not he's not going to break the he's not going to break records like Justin Fields. He's he's not the quarterback Justin Fields is. But I think he I will get the ball out, and I think it will be 
it will be a decent game for the Bears. And if I'm betting this game, we'll do our picks at the end here. But if I'm betting this game, I actually was two for two on Thanksgiving with my parlays. Thank you very much. Um, Congratulations. I would take the Bears with the points. I think they're four-point uh, dogs. So even without four the point dogs, you take the Bears. I, I just want to point out, you said a huge game for Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool. You make it sound like this guy, Trevor Simeon, if he starts, is going to throw for, you know, 300 yards. That's what it sounds like, just – I mean, he might throw for 250, but I know I'm a little bit biased because oh, okay, he's okay, my okay, guy. Okay. You know, he's my guy. You know, Trevor's my boy. Um, I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page. Hey, he, got, he gets me on the field in training camp, gives me tickets. Like, this guy, I mean, he's a great dude. We used to train together. Last year when he was, uh, he was playing with the Saints in Chicago, he doesn't have any receivers. He lives out here. He's from Chicago. He went to Northwestern. Him and his wife live in Chicago. He got signed by the Bears this year. I'm going on the field, being out of the league for four or five years. I'm running routes for him all, t- all day. I'm out there running routes as a Z, running routes as an X, running routes as a tight end just because he's my guy. For no, just, I'm like, hey, I'll get a workout and catch some passes with you. So hardworking dude, smart guy. I think Trevor Simeon, it's not a foregone conclusion if he plays that the Bears are just going to get ran. Okay. Since we, we're talking about Trevor Simeon and we're talking about the game on Sunday, let, let, let's, let's talk about this. But before we do that, I, want, I know you want to give a shout-out to your – to that place that you love to visit on, on the weekends or maybe even in the middle of the week. Absolutely, guys. When, when I talk about Joy District, it's in my so, – so here's Joy District. It's downstairs. They got, a, they got a bar called Parlay. It's a great sports bar. It's a great place to watch a game. If you're watching a game in Chicago, you go to Parlay, you have a beer at the, at the bar. They got great bar food, chicken wings, uh, nachos, all the classic bar food. You check out Parlay. And then after you've done parlay, if you want to go up on a Friday or Saturday night to Joy District, Marshall loves to dance, get out there and dance. You know, uh, the ladies love Marshall. So, he, you know, Joy District up top is, is a club. On the second floor, they have a great club. It's fun. You're dancing. It's, if you're trying to meet a, a lady friend, if you're, if you're a woman, you're trying to meet a guy, it's a good spot to go. And they also got a rooftop. It's even enclosed in the winter. So you're cold, you think it's cold in Chicago, you don't want to go to rooftop? Joy District rooftops open with a great view of the city. It's a chill spot. You go out there. You can have some nice cocktails. So Joy District has everything you need. You want to watch the game? You go downstairs to parlay. You want to have fun at the club? Marshall loves to dance. You go up to the second floor. You hit, you hit the club. If you want to have the nice view, a good cocktail, enjoy it with your girl, go up to the rooftop of Joy District, and that's even open in the winter. So check it all out. Joy District, the sponsor of the show. So just to be clear, you're not dancing. I just want to point that out. You're not the one dancing. You know, I'll, I'll dance occasionally. You might find me there. Uh, I, I like I, as much okay, as the next guy, man. I want to go out and have a night. You know, I, I'll go out there. And I mean, Marshall's been out a few times. You know, I'm a single guy. Um, Marshall, I think, has a little bit of a situationship. He's got a girl. Uh, but uh, you know, we have a fun. Marshall. One thing you don't know about Marshall is is this guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He probably someday as a reporter. This guy's a great job. Um, d- doing what he does but as a wingman this guy is next level marshall harris is the best wingman i've 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 had in a long time this guy can get the job done i know we're going to get back to talking about the bears but a little bit about marshall this guy is is one of the best wingmen you'll ever see marshall i I love i love making people happy man i love i love to to see my friends uh family anyone i care about anybody that's a decent person i love to see them happy. so if i can assist in any way i'll do what i can you know um i would love to see the people of chicago happy 
Yeah. Nothing makes them happier than seeing a couple of things. Chester Fields excel, a.k.a. or he's healthy, uh, and the Bears winning. You look around, and the Bears are trying to figure out that Justin Fields can play. Meanwhile, Robert Sala has determined that his starting, I'm sorry, former starting quarterback, Zach Wilson, first-round pick, cannot play. And he's going to be benched this week from Mike right. White. Is that how, how helpful or is that helpful to the Bears? Will the, the Bears have a better shot with Zach Wilson at quarterback than they will now with Mike White, who's a guy who's, who's I think he's thrown for 400 yards before when he, when he faced the Bengals. He's only made, uh, I think, four career starts. You know, Mike White, surprisingly, is a guy that, uh, you know, I think he, he might be actually – better than Zach Wilson. He doesn't have great numbers. He's only played four games. He's He's got a 66 completion percentage in four games. He, he's got a 75 rating, but Zach Wilson was actually hurting the team. And it's crazy thing. This guy was drafted above Justin Fields, which is, that's a top a whole other topic, but the Jets lost when they gave up three points on defense. They lost when they gave up three points on defense in, in interviews. Zach Wilson was asked if he said if he let the defense, if he felt like he left the defense, let the defense down. He said he didn't. They had to make a move, and Salah's saying, "Hey, this is just kind of to you know jumpstart Zach, you know Zach Wilson, whatever." But if you're quarterback, if you lose a team, if you lose a game, and your defense gives up three points, you're not getting the job done. They had to do this, but this is interesting because they they jumped over Joe Flacco, which people thought was the backup quarterback who was actually starting early this year when Zach Wilson was out did a decent job. You look at his numbers, did a de- decent job. And some of those numbers came when it was the end of the game. They had a couple big comebacks when, you know, the defense was playing, you know, 30 yards off, doing, doing the prevent me from winning. I call it defense. But I think the Bears, I think the Bears, even if Justin Fields don't play, doesn't play, I think they're going to have the better quarterback. I think Trevor Simeon is a better quarterback than Mike White. And I know Mike White can move a little bit. He's had a, he's won a couple games. He provided a spark in the past. But I think that this is going to be a big, a, a big deal because he hasn't played at all this season. And I think that gives the Bears an advantage. That's why I'm taking the Bears with these points. What do you think? Okay, so you're taking – you're taking the Bears with the points, regardless of who's playing at quarterback, because you believe that either quarterback is better than Mike White. Mike White's got five touchdowns, sure eight, eight interceptions in his career, hasn't thrown for 1,000 yards in four games. He's a decent player, but, I mean, he's not, he's not going to shred this defense, and it's not like he has a ton, he has a ton of options out here. I mean, you've got, you got Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis. I mean, you, you've got Elijah Moore, who's that Corey Davis is back. Pick. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to be back. Elijah Moore, who they drafted to, to really be a weapon for, you know, for, for Zach Wilson, hasn't really come to fruition. And their offensive line. They got four offensive linemen on IR right now. They're, they're, they're struggling on that offensive line. Not like okay, the Bears can get pressure. But that offensive line. I was going to say, let's, 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 be very cl- let's be very clear in something. Last week, the Bears gave up 27 points. Yeah. Do you know how long it's been since the Bears gave up you know, less than 27 points. You got to no. go all the way back to the New England game. And and they won that game. And the defense was better because it had better players on it at that time. Yeah. You know, a lot has happened since then. Bunch. Uh, I don't know that the Bears can stop anyone. And I do mean anyone. 
So yeah. we're going to find out um, whether it's whether it's. I mean, Mike White, and as I said, he has a game. He has a game on his resume. It's a short resume. I'll give you that. He has a game on his resume where he threw for over 400 yards on a win against Joe Burrow and the Bengals last season. Yeah. So I, 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 I've seen him do work. I'm not saying he can do work all the time, but I won't be surprised if he does work. So I am going to take the Bears not to win the game, but to cover. Yeah, they're going to cover. I don't know if they're going to okay. win, but I think they're going to cover. I agree. So I, I yeah, I don't, I, I, I need to know if Justin Fields is playing, and if he is playing, how healthy is he? That's what I need to know. I think they have, if a healthy Justin Fields, they have a good enough offense to make it happen. But I, I don't think he's going to be complete healthy enough to be the factor that he's been the last few weeks. This, um, I mean, this Jets offense is is historically bad, and I know the Bears defense isn't great, but I mean, the Jets, the Jets defense is. Um, is bad, so I mean, they're they're. This is the opposite of the uh, the. Their offense. You know the whole the age old question: what, what happens when the uh, unstoppable force meets the immovable object? Yeah. This is the opposite of that. This all this Jets because offense is not good. The Bears, the Bears defense is terrible. The, they have no pass rush. So and well, they're blitzing. They've been blitzing. Alan Williams doesn't like to blitz. They've been uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically blitzing, and they're not getting there. So, like you said, yeah, who's worse? It's a battle of who's worse, not who's better this week as far as the Jets' offense versus the Bears' defense. Whoever wins the turnover battle wins this game. That's the type of game this is. That's the type of game this is. The hits principle kick in. Hits principle kick in. Before we get out of here, I just want to point out, whether you want to dance or not, Clay has the spot for you. I cannot wait for you to take him to this place, Clay. No, it's going to be fun, man. Joy District, they do a great job. Good music. If you're looking for a night out in Chicago, hit up Joy District. They're, it's always a good crowd there. It's fun. Uh, good music. Like I said, you got the rooftop with the great view. You got, this, you got the second floor with the club, and you got the downstairs to watch a game. Go on a Sunday to watch the Bears. I'll go there occasionally, watch the Bears game. Want to have a drink, some bar food, just hang out. The downstairs parlay is great. Overall, in Chicago, if you're going out, if I'm going out, it's, it's going to be Joy District at some point, and you guys got to make sure to check it out. Sponsor the show. They do a great job over there. Good food, good drinks, and great music. So if you want to hang out with a celebrity like Clay Harbor, now you know where to go. You, you're like, where does Clay hang out? Where does he go? I mean, I, I'm just like, you're putting it out there so when people come up to you, like, I heard you were going to be here, take a selfie with me, all of it. I just want to be there to witness that. You know, the beautiful thing. in different places around the city of Chicago. The beautiful thing about talking football is these are Bears fans. The Bears fans don't care. It's funny because being a guy that played nine years in the NFL and, you know, all this stuff. And when I meet you, we've been out together. When I meet someone in the city, like, oh, my God, you're that guy from The Bachelor. And I think that's funny. Yes. But the audience here, the people we're talking to are Bears fans just like us. You know, Marshall's worked in two of the most passionate cities, football cities in the country. He was Philadelphia Eagles, and now he works in Chicago with the Chicago Bears. This guy has seen some passionate fans, and the fans, the people that are listening to this are Bears fans, and I can't wait to continue this podcast and continue going with Marshall. We're going to be going every Friday and every Monday doing a little post-game show on Monday. You're talking about we're going to tell the truth, tell the truth Monday, what happened out there, what we saw, and then we're going to talk about the upcoming game and everything in the news around the, around the league on Fridays. And we're excited to get this thing going. 
the Bare Minimum Podcast with Clay Harbor and Marshall Harris. It's going to be fun, guys. Looking forward to it.